G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast with the AFL fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars. We're going to talk about the less knowns and the players they are going to bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. My name's Hef and there's always confusion as to who speaks first. So when I say your name first, you're the person who speaks first, right? Well, my name's Hef and I'm joined by Kays. Hello, Hef. Oh, we oh, still stuffed it up, damn it. Uh, I don't know. You can try to teach old dog new tricks, but uh, it doesn't always work. But anyway, I'm joined by <laughs> Doss and Kays. How are we going, boys? <laughs> oh God! This is even this is even worse than planned. Maybe I shouldn't have planned it. Shouldn't have planned it. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll get stuck into the show in a second. But uh, look, we'll get through a few things. So now, big big week in footy, guys. Um, so Porter back. So Porter won a couple on the three on the trot three now. The trot. Talking finals down yep. at Hamilton. Yep. Uh, Bombers are back as well. So yes. And the Eagles are never mind. No, we're well on our way to drafting the Trudge next year. <laughs> number one draft pick. That's where we're at. Isn't Trudge? How old is Trudge? He's young. He's like, yeah, yeah first oh, really? year out of the draft. He's like one of those guys, they've just, just given an extra drafted. year to mature. Oh, okay. And, uh, no, I knew, he, I knew he didn't get drafted a lot or hadn't been drafted. I thought he might have been mature age, but no, still dominating. No, I'm just hoping he doesn't get snapped up in the mid-season because it's pretty likely to happen. Okay, that's it. So you need to hold it mm-hmm. next year. When you get, wait, do you get mid-season draft as well though if you're number one, if you put on the ladder? Oh, that's a good point. So you guys could just pick him up then. Oh. Maybe you should make Luke Shui retire. Crap a spot for the trudge. <laughs> Maybe. That's the reason you get rid of your skin. And make him captain and make him captain on the boo. Oh, fair enough. So yeah, that'd be pretty harsh. But uh, anyway. It's just an idea. There's no such thing as a bad idea. We're uh, two minutes in the podcast and we're already talking about players who actually aren't listed on the NFL <laughs> list, so it's probably a new record for us. But uh, anyways, that's what we do. We talk about the lesser knowns and the players that are gonna bring value. And the trudge is gonna bring you massive value. Joel Trudge for those listening at home for, for the new listeners. <laughs> for the people that don't get it uh, far Carlton enough through VFL the, star. Don't get far enough through the podcast to get to trudge watch each week which is now a new segment I've noticed because I've seen it in the show more on that later again. <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh, we had a big match up in the home league this week uh, it was Hef versus Kays um, it was interesting because Brayshaw went big on Friday night and kind of set me up and I knew you'd come back hard and I thought but it might be a little bit of a chance but mm-hmm. geez there were a lot of shit scores among both of our sides I'm not saying I was hard done by because you had quite a few low ones as well but geez there was a lot of 50s mm. I had Tom Mitchell going what 51 51 yeah yeah um, quite a few, you know, Carl Pepper. One. You know, yeah. he's been pretty good this year. Carl Pepper's been scoring eighty each week. Gets mm-hmm. fifty. There's quite a few that weren't there, but uh, you got the you got the chockies in the end. I by did. about one hundred and forty points, was it? It was. Yeah, seven eight hundred yeah. to fifteen seventy three. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, interesting. Got close, but you know, if that's the benchmark, I reckon I can close that over the over the remainder of the season. So, do you know what the turning point of the weekend was? What was it? So obviously, like new kids, so I'm at home a lot, watching a bit of footy on the weekends yep. and scrolling through Twitter. Late change, Geelong. Oh, that was the turning point, wasn't it? Out, Stanley, in, Zed, Guthrie. Get around him. So, I just do the old... I had Lockie Ash on my uh, bench, you know, to potentially loophole if he decided to play football and just thought, nah, got to put the uh, the zote on there. And, uh, <laughs> yes, the and 108 points later, he makes his way onto the field for a stirring victory over Hef who bagged him last week. So, it was a real <laughs> sentimental victory for the uh, I don't the think I did bag him. <laughs> the zote. Oh, I was just sitting there watching it though. And every time I got a touch, I was just like, get fucked. Get fucked. Every time. So, so he had like four contested marks, which is like yeah. insane for a mid-sized defender. Well, he's always had a pretty strong marking game though. Mm. Like last yeah. year, he put up his big scores through taking bolt marks. So. But contested, I know what you mean. But Needs, yeah. uh, needs to play though. every he's week. Not, he's not half big, but he's like- He kicked a goal too, which was like a real screamer mm. on the run too. Check so. my Twitter for that uh, replay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what, do you want to give the listeners your handle to it? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Follow me anyway, because yeah. you know, 
Number true. one news broker in the game. That's it. That's it. Although I think Warney will give you a bit of a, uh, yeah, bit that's of a true. touch up these that's days. True. But he's, uh, you know, you're second. It's no shame to be second to that guy. No. Anyway, so uh, we'll get stuck into the round rewind. But first, uh, boys, it's pruning season. It is a bit colder outside. You need to trim back the roses and things like that. But uh, also give yourself a bit of a trim with the uh, Lawnmower 4.0. But uh, look, how many great products are there by Manscaped, guys? 26. 26, is it? Yeah. Well, we got the Lawnmower. Uh, 4.0, that's the trimmer. With the Weed Whacker, the ear is nose hair trimmer. Crop Preserver, Crop Reviver, Performance Boxes, you know, the comfiest boxes. I like the boxes. And there's um, a bit of news coming up. I think next week we're allowed to announce uh, a new product or new products by Manscaped next week, but we're not allowed to talk stay about tuned. it just yet. So, um, yeah, stay tuned. But you know, if you want to get your hands on any of these great Manscaped products, uh, head to manscaped.com and use the code KEEPER20 to get uh, 20% off and free shipping. So that's KEEPER20 at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping. And, yeah, stay tuned for the uh, new products that are coming out next week because um, I know for a fact – Dossie, you're going to be very excited by this news. You're, you're, I also know for a fact, yes. That you are going to be very excited. I'm going excited. to be excited. That you're already very excited for this news. <laughs> yes. And Case, I'm pretty sure you'll be excited too. I'm sure I'm excited, but yeah. I don't know what the news is. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. You don't read your emails? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> right. yeah, stay tuned for it. Anyways, let's get stuck into the round rewind. All right, uh, to change things up this week, I'm not doing the Port Adelaide game. I've had too many complaints that I'm talking about too many Port Adelaide players. Talked mm-hmm. about like three last week, so that was probably too many. Wasn't um, it ten? No, it wasn't. Anyway, you reckon you've got more than I talked about, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, but I'm going to be brief about them. <laughs> okay. So anyway, Kays is going to get stuck into the Port Adelaide versus Western Bordeaux game. Yeah. Look, as we know, the pair are back. Yep. Uh, but it was a bit of a fantasy non-event this game. Only three tons in the whole game, which kind of shocked me. But I want to start off with the dogs. They have an absolute ton of B graders playing at the moment. I know they've got some injuries. And Dossie had a crack at me on the, the group chat here about getting stuck into the dogs. But look... Bailey Williams is not a key position player and he's basically playing there. But the thing is, he got beaten in a race by Mitch Georgiatis. So, come on, Bailey. I think uh, ever since that book was written, he's gone downhill. Rook Smith, not great. Gardner, Cordy, Smith. I mean, Scott, McNeil, Martin. Look, I just think I just think the dogs are on the way out. But anyway. No, you're right. Because, like, everyone's talking about their in- All I've heard on the, on the news this week is their injuries. Like, mm. they've got, like, they said they're missing their Ruckman, Tim English. Well, we're missing Scott Lysett. You know, they're missing Josh Bruce. We're missing Charlie Dixon. It's mm. like, you can't blame that for the dogs. But on the flip side, everyone's like, well, their midfield's so good. Well, yes, it is, but they've got no one to kick it to. Yeah, they, shouldn't, yeah. they shouldn't be in this form. They should be better than they are. So don't yeah. blame the injuries. No. Anyway, uh, Aaron Norton, he had 92, and he was probably the best on ground for the dogs. He was exceptional in the losing side. Kicked four goals, 15 touches, six marks, and just worked his ass off. He was up and down. Um, you know the ground all night had a bit of help early from Buku Kamas, uh, but basically played a lone hand up forward. Look, imagine when he's in a good side; he's going to be exceptional when he actually gets someone kicking it out to him, lace out. Uh, we talked about him a bit earlier on this year. You know, he had a really good patch of form last year. I reckon he's building towards that. He's uh, he's coming good this season. Do you think there's gonna, he's going to be in a better midfield than the one he is in now? One day. No, but it won't. They won't be under so much pressure because they're under so much pressure because they just got no one else to help them out. Okay, that's okay. what I mean. Uh, Eddie Richards, he had sixty-seven, uh, solid enough, but still not convinced. He's too much of a fantasy starter. Uh, Buku Kama, he had forty-four, and it was patchy, but I thought he showed a bit. Hef, you yeah. saw him live. Um, yeah, he has a crack. Yeah, he got uh, I'm surprised the, that they haven't played him earlier. Got around honest. the ground well, got himself into good spots. Didn't you know find a heap of it, but yeah, 
He was, he was handy enough. Yeah. I thought he, because he, he was playing as a backup ruck at VFL level, I thought they might have thrown him in there. Did they do that at this game? He didn't get any hit out, so I'm, I think it looks like Cordy was the backup ruck instead of him. They played a really strange game. They kept him up forward basically yeah. most of the night because Norton's got no one else to take the heat off him. They moved Cordy around. It was a bit of an odd game, but uh, I'm not sure what Bevo's doing. He's just obviously maybe he wants that number one draft pick too. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> on to Port. Now, Travis Boak had 110 points, obviously to G4P, but you yeah, know, you want to have a crack at me on Twitter about, you know, uh, talking about Jakey Lloyd. You had a, you really came off the top turnbuckle and gave Travis Boak a what for a couple no, of weeks ago. But anyway, you made the trade, you made the call to trade in. Sell high. But if, sell you read my, if you read my article, it was only if you're not contending. Now, he had 30 touches, which is eight more than his next teammate, which was Riley Bonner, who got subbed off in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Now, if that doesn't explain that he is numero uno in that port side, probably wins the BNF again, his demise is just simply not happening, especially as the power are now going to make finals. They're not going <laughs> to slow down. Travi Boat's going to be scoring 120s each week. All right. So, my comments were made after we lost to Carlton, after he'd seen a Great game side. low. They beat the Crows in the anyway, weekend. a game low. We just gone zero and five. And it was Port looking at not making finals. Looks like there's going to be a change of the guard. All right. So, now, obviously, the landscape's changed now. Port have won three in a row. Soon to win four in a row. All right. So, but the thing is, based on what we've seen over the last few weeks, when Boat goes low... Butters is higher in the CBAs, and when Butters drops out in the CBAs, Boak goes high. So my ref, my comments were just in reference to CBAs, but Boak's CBAs were back up this week. So, and obviously, yeah, like I said, landscapes changed, so they might not be trying to rotate as many kids through, or they're changing the guard anymore. Because I think Port legitimately think they're a chance of making the finals now. So, I think uh, you just got to you just got to wonder: <laughs> Is Port Adelaide going to contend this year, or are they not going to contend? That's the issue with Boak. And like I said, I still think you need Boak if you are contending. It was more so if you're not contending, it's time to sell him. That was my point, really. I was just looking at Kays was so happy to make his point. It's like last week with the Jake Lloyd take. Like, he yeah. was like waiting for this. I hope you had the cameras on again. Like He was just giggling, just waiting. Yeah. To and get how did Jake out. Lloyd go this week? Well, he didn't He, did, he <laughs> yeah. didn't score 120 plus, which was uh, my, my knock on him. Uh, wasn't so, it something about hasn't had 105 weeks or something? Well, you know, like. you got to set your watch for him getting any, 100 this week. Any after score said that. A nut. Yeah. Um, yeah. Top score for Sydney, by the way. But anyway. Oh, you know, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Riley Bonner, he had 80. Uh, we talked about him a bit. I hadn't really watched him a hell of a lot. But he's, his standard this year is exceptional before he got injured. He, yeah. was, he was looking fantastic. Um, definitely building towards that 2G4P status. But, um, yeah, I liked his hunger. Really really there for the switch at all times, which which I love. Do we know what the injury is? Like, uh, it looked like badly a... sprained ankle. Okay, so he's so... not playing this week, but he might be up the next week. Oh, that is good news for my keeper league side because yeah. he is probably my second best defender behind Jake Lloyd at the moment. So. Well, yeah. Must be a pretty weak defence. Um, look, Port's keys on the night were pretty good, but probably crowned a bit. I think you know Finlayson had eighty-five and Marshall had seventy-seven. Uh, I talked about Finlayson in the Wavewire pod, basically purely on the matchups that or the data that you come out saying that's how the dogs give up lots of points to key I think forwards. The second easiest then, team for key forwards, and then you have combined with O'Brien going down what in the first quarter or that's whatever. True. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just an absolute, and oh. they didn't put Cordy back for ages. So they couldn't stop look, anyone. Uh, he kicked three goals, had seven marks, and I think he he scored well. But if you watch the game, he kind of got a little bit blessed at times. The ball fell in his lap at, at occasions, and you know probably had a bit easier than it was. And, and you know Marshall was pretty good. He kicked two goals. Look, I suppose the question is like you know you can probably get Finlayson and, wa- and Marshall off the waiver wire at the moment, but like what's happening with Charlie Dixon? He kicked the goal in the Sanf on the weekend. If he comes back, does he kind of chew up some of this stuff? 
from these boys, who gets dropped from from those kind of three, George Artis, Marshall and Finlayson? Because they can't play four, can they? Yeah. Not Pers- Marshall at the moment. Yeah, Marshall's in too good a form. Personally, I see Dixon having another week just because I think he probably needs to show a bit more before he comes back on the side, especially in a winning team that's coming against North Melbourne. I think there's just no point even bringing him back next week, just play him in the twos for another week. But it will be something we'll have to worry about in the future. I think it is Finlayson that does drop out, unfortunately. Mm, interesting, because I think he's gone okay. Miss, Yardis, Miss George Yardis is like the future. So is Mar- And Marshall's Yardis. playing too well. So it's like surprisingly, Marshall is playing really well. Yeah, I'll yeah. Give him credit for that. that. Yeah, and he's and he's offers something a bit, a little bit different to what Dixon is as well. Where Finlayson's a bit, not exactly. He's nowhere near like Dixon, but he's kind of a bit more athletic than, mm. not as athletic. Sorry, as Marshall is. So he's, he's yeah. great breaking case of emergency. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Regardless. Uh, kind of rosy. Everyone kind of brought him into their classic size this week after some hot footy. He, he he's really, he's prolific around the footy. He's he he's demanding it now, which is good to see. I'm still keen on him. Uh, incre- uh, sorry, improving this year. I think there's something about him. Butters is struggling a bit, um, I think, through illness. But uh, Chad Corns came out and whacked. Uh, basically said that he told him that he played horribly and Zach Butters agreed, basically, on, in their I think in their you'll see up. against North this week a huge response from those two, I think. The question is, boys, Rosie had 17 CBAs. Butters had 11. They both scored in the 60s. And Chad Boak had 11 and he scored 110. So, I don't know, another, another one of these CBA things. Um, <laughs> Dersmar, he had 38. I'm a little bit worried about Xavier Dersmar. Just not as much yeah. hunger as uh, he has shown in the past. But first game back from a few games in the Sandful. So, maybe monitoring. If you are keen, potentially one you could buy low because I think people would be happy to kind of probably be on the, move on Probably be on, in the pools he in many cases. might be in the pools. So, and yeah. um, Sam Hayes is the last one. Obviously, had a bit of chat about with the, the classic hype and, you know, 190K Ruckman getting a game for the next couple months. But he had 63 points and he was pretty good. He, he put it into good spots for his midfielders. But my issue is, and we talked about it last week, Kef, and it was very evident on the weekend, he scored 63, but 37 of those points came from hitouts. Uh, just does yeah. not do he enough around the, around the ground. He's a big yeah. lumbering human. And l- lucky he's playing on Steph Martin, who also can't move. Yeah. Otherwise, it could have been bad. So, look, they're playing uh, the North Melbourne side this week. He might, I don't know. He, he could get schooled by Goldie. It's just... Yeah, I can set up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> they can't do anything else because yeah. they can't bring Lysette back. But potentially like a 60-70 is the the top score that we're going to see from Hayes. Yeah, like he's... Like, because I've got my only two fit rucks on my list at the moment, are Sam Hayes and Mabio Chol, and it is dire straits. Like, mm. I'm... Str- like, And I've got Ned Reeves as my loophole, so I just have to play that Ned Reeves plays in between Port Adelaide and Gold Coast, so I don't actually have to, like, mm. settle on one of them so I can have a look at one first. But, mm. uh, yeah, it's not much fun at the moment. Um, yeah, we, by Port, I think... Port Adelaide will go okay with out Scott Lysett in the side, but it's just like well, you think as soon as Lysett comes, he's fit enough and able. I think in terms in. of fantasy, like, yeah, he's not doing much, but uh, like Fantasy Freako tweeted out something today and it's it was fourth, like- 14 to advantage or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so he's actually well, one, of the, best yeah, tap, yeah, he's one of the best tap ruckman. Yeah. He's just not, yeah, for fantasy, like you said, he just can't get around the ground. But yeah, it's basically well, like what the we reverse want. Tim English. Yeah, yeah, literally. Mm. Yeah, he'll win the hitouts, but can't do anything else. Yeah. Which, like you guys said, Goldie- still can run around the ground fairly well, mm. even though he's a foss these days. But, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, could be worrying. Yeah, I think he may be in strife uh, this week. Now, Dossie, uh, you're still typing your notes for the Fremantle versus North game as the show started. Still recovering from yeah. the spectacle. Sure must have been, yeah, must have been shocked yep. at how well. Nah, another North game. Thanks, boys. For yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've offered for this one. No, you did. It. You did offer. Yeah, you um, said you but no, it. I've just, the notes I've come up with um, on late notice here, but uh, North as a team, hashtag, <laughs> 
B2P back to the podcast. Every single one of them. What do we think, boys? We yeah. talked about this before the, uh, before the show, so that means Simpkin we can talk about. Yeah. I think that's a bit harsh somehow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'd, be, we'd be doing a lot of uh, work each week if Luke we could bring Donald doesn't anything. deserve to be talked about either. Because he just... Yeah, he still he he scored it. well, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. He's, well, he's probably is 2G for P. Have we yeah. 2G'd him yet? No, he but he should be. He should be now that he's got defensive role. status the as role. well and the role and... Mm. Yeah, 90, 76, 108 in his last three, plus a couple of tons before that in this season. So, let's 2G for P. He's averaging over 80. Yeah, let's do it. I'm fine with that. 2G for P. One less we have to talk about. The only North Melbourne player that turned up. Also, positive signs. And this guy was 2G for P last year, but murmurs of uh, myself trying to drop him down recently is Taron Thomas finally showed some signs in this game. He slowed down. He was actually going for a monster score. So He's, He's still 2G. Yeah, but I don't know. You'd be worried. You would have been worried at the start of the year. But like you guys said, is... Let's just talk about this in a general sense because mm. there's so many disappointing players from North at mm. the moment of what we expected. Is a majority of these guys by low right now? Because if they turn it around, like Simpkins a guy, this is like, you know, obviously too good for the podcast, but Simpkins a guy that's could average, he averaged 110 in the back half of last year. He's going 88. Like these guys, there's other players on the team. Taron Thomas is averaging like whatever, 60 at the moment. He went at like 100 in the back half of the year. Do we look at these guys as by low or- Absolutely, because we're, we're keeping them for the next 10 years, exactly. these players. So, like that's why they're still 2G4P because, yeah. yes, they're going through a bad spell, but these are the futures of your keeper leagues. So that's why Especially if you're not contending this year and you've got, you know, you're yeah. two and six and your season's basically looking over, like why wouldn't you? Yeah. Can I ask four questions to you, Dossie, as the North Melbourne specialist of this podcast? Go ahead, mate. Bailey Scott, what happened? Yeah, just a, a really quiet game from him. We were expecting him to be the guy that could carry the ball out of defence and be in that Aaron Hall role. I was one that went ahead and fielded him. Mm-hmm. But like we said, if you don't have the pill, you, you can't do too much about it. And the whole North team, like you said, apart from Luke McDonald, who was pretty impressive, they just couldn't get their hands on the pill. And Frio's just in this game, like we see how many tonnes did they have? I think there was about seven tonnes. Like they just had a heap of the footy. So. Yeah. I think, you know, 90% time on ground for Scott, again, still had a pretty solid role there that we wanted to just see. wasn't working. It just wasn't this game. But with Aaron Hall, you know, how far is he going to be away? Do you reckon Scott essentially, when he's back, he's probably going to be go back to not being fieldable? Well, was Luke McDonald on the wing or was he in defence? Um, I, if I recall, defence still. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So then probably, I'd say that's probably bad signs for Scott. Yeah. Mm. Hugh Greenwood, what would you do if you owned him? Well, yeah, that's... A tough ask. Well, I mean, what's he averaging? I saw 52 in this game from nine contested possessions doing his usual stuff. But his his entire game's in at the coalface, in, in the contest. And if he's not scoring, who's going to score? Exactly. Like, I think that they were just hoping, obviously, that with Cunnington going to miss a plenty of time, that he could replace that contested pill. And he's doing that, but it's just not going to the same effect because Cunnington's just an absolute gun. He's so, I think that that hole is, is, is clearly being missed as well. Mm-hmm. Jaden Stevenson, your boy? Yeah. B2P, surely. Uh, um, well, you what say you everyone's a buy low. I think if, you know, 69% time on ground. I, I also sort of, do you keep the faith? I don't know. He also got that injection of midfield time with Taron out of the side. I don't reckon he's seeing much of that anymore. You know how we often see like players will switch clubs and in that one year that they switch, they'll get the more midfield time, they'll play good for that year and then they just settle back into being the player that they were beforehand. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon he's one of them? No, I still see I still see potential. I just want him in the right spot. And you know what? To be honest, like a, 
I'd like him to be playing that Scott role or something just to get the Sharon in his hands a get bit. Some confidence like, I want back. him to play somewhere where he can just keep getting the ball and like get that confidence back. Because playing a forward role in this sort of or a forward mid role, like that's what he was playing, but now just forward. Like, what are you going to see from him going forward? It's going to be tough to tough to score, tough to get your hands on the Sharon for a couple that's, of years. You know, Scott. Even though he had a poor game, this one he's going he's going to gain confidence from getting mm. his hands on the Sharon. Why can't we do? It? I'd do that with like a Stevenson. And lastly, Jed Anderson, will he be better for the run? Goodness me! What was his CBAs in the end? Did he even get any? Uh, I've got him here right in front of me. He must have. He he saw a couple, but it wouldn't have been too many on the game. He had five uh, percent for the yeah, game. Yeah, so, what, so probably one or something. two. Yeah. Well, that's got to build. <laughs> I was I was telling you guys pre-show. I just boldly went Let's one CBA chuck. for the game. I've yeah. waited. Eight weeks for this bloke, <laughs> yeah. you know, holding him. And I'm just like, I literally at times I was like, do I drop him? Like, <laughs> do I drop him? Um, I was smart and I filled him on the bench first up. Yeah, I should have looped, yeah. looped him. Uh, had a busy weekend, so decided not to. Went him and Scott just both on field to start with. Should have in hindsight. That's we, a real I've told you that we call. have really short benches on my leg. That's a real nut field. No. We have very shallow benches. So, to try and loop is kind of pretty tricky because I don't want donuts really yeah, on the course. bench. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, well, these guys have been going all right. And Jed Anderson, you know, I thought they'd chuck him maybe straight in the guts. That's why I thought they gave him a few extra weeks in the VFL. But no, alas, 35 potentially uh, on report as well, I think. So there's- um Real win. Yeah. This weekend. Big dubs. We'd know about it now if he was suspended, right? Yeah, let's have a look. I don't know. You keep going. I'll see if he is. All right. Well, anyway, let's move on to the Dockers side of things. So, positive signs from the Dockers, really fantasy fouling game, as we know. But let's just think about this as well. I think um, I was saying on the pod pod actually today that your, your points for and against stuff now that you've been putting out on Keeper League right now, it's so relevant now because we've got so much matchup data now that you can just say like, you know, fielding fielding your players against against North Melbourne specific type of players like the, I think there's, so the mid forwards like 70, they're, they're the second best averaging team for mid forwards against, for instance. And you just need to start using these matchup data, especially if you're looking, if you've got a couple of weak spots on your team, do you think now case is like a time to just look at, let's just dump this guy let's make this a streaming spot because it's the perfect time you look at especially key forwards and things like that yeah. you know key forwards against west coast or something like that yeah. there is team players going out there and dropping monster scores yeah. and you might just be better off you know trimming the fat on a couple of these potential guys that you've just yeah. been waiting and waiting to pop and just yeah. use streamers that's like in one of the leagues that i'm playing that does does do that you know like someone like errol Gordon, for example is in the gun as a forward this week you know he's kind of coming off back-to-back 60s and a 70 the week before. And Tom Lynch is sitting on the waiver wire and mm. you go, he's got two cushy um, matchups coming up against Hawthorne and uh, Essendon. Like, bring yep. him in. You know, like mm. those, both of those teams aren't great for, I mean, they give away a lot of points to key forwards, so why not? Like, this yeah. is the type of, you've got the data now, so start using it to your, to your advantage. Um, one to talk about from this game, sort of another out-of-the-box thing. I think he got dropped um, a week ago as well. I just want to see if he did. Because I remember Bailey Banfield a few weeks ago. I'm just checking when he did play. Yeah, so he played last in in round five. And I kind of thought that he provided, even though he didn't score that well, I was like, gee, he played all right. And I think he kicked a couple of their goals in, in a tough game. Was he sub in a game as well? Um, he might have been. Anyway. Those. Anyway, but he, he played that game and I was like, why did he get dropped? So... Yeah, he's been subbed the last two games That's after was, that. Yeah. So, he kicked yeah. two goals against Essendon and I was like in round five and I was like, he looked like 
you know, played really well, got mm. dropped, sub twice in a row, comes back. Obviously, it's against North, as we said. Um, and ironically, mid forwards is kind of he's pro- kind of that high half forward that they're the top one of the top scoring things against North Melbourne. So anyway, he had eighteen disposals, eight marks, five tackles, two goals, three, and a big ton. So personally, I think you know tip of the cap, more of those matchups and just North look Melbourne for those factor. players. Yeah, so look at those players, and that's what we're talking about streaming at the moment. It's just really crucial. Um, another couple of players, Jordy Clark. I think it might be time to two G for PM guys. He had a slow start, but that's a few games in a row now. We were just looking at it pre-show as well with the defensive status. He he's been as promised, and he's starting to deliver. He turned up in this game. Are we happy to two G? I'm happy to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do it. Two G. I think he, we all expected that this year, didn't we? Yeah. Is he is he living like what did you guys expect? And is he is he delivering what you kind of were hoping? Oh, I thought for? around the eighty market average this year, mm. which is about where he's at, isn't he? Yeah, well, he's getting back up to that. I don't think yeah. he's quite. He had one there yet. stinker in there, didn't he? And that's probably brought him down. Yeah, so he's at he's sitting around seventy five. So start to so start the year, it was like 70, 61. He'll average eighty from here. Eighty seven, like you said, the stinker thirty seven, and then yeah. he's gone. He's gone well, and so yeah. Yep. All right, happy, happy with, with that. And then I also want to talk about Heath Chapman. Is he? I mean, he's not quite two G for pair technically, but this guy's too classy and like has to be owned by. All our listeners must have Heath Chapman. If he's on your wire, um, do something about it. Like, obviously, he should be owned everywhere right now. But 25 disposals, five marks, three tackles coming out straight out of health and safety. Um, this guy, like, I think you can probably tell by his class with the super coach side of things, 136 super coach points in this mm-hmm. game. He is just, God, he's one of my favorite players to watch week in, week out. And uh, I just want to mention James Ace. You guys were kind of like surprised he popped the 100. And you also mentioned Blake Akers was out. He was quite a lot on that wing sort of taking that role. Yeah, that's what I thought. And it's probably, I mean, it's probably good signs for uh, Akers in the sense that, you know, that role is kind of, you can see it's pretty fantasy friendly if you're in that role. So maybe we're, we're confident with our 2G for P of Akers, but just yeah. a tip of the cap for Ace, I think, this week. And just the one that I'm really excited about most mm-hmm. of all, mm-hmm. Neil Erasmus. Now, he's just the stash the stash of your life, okay? It's going to be- It's like the the trudge when he comes in. He's just a must own. Erasmus, I saw him floating in my pool. And like I said, I've got a short, shallow bench. And I was still just like, lock this guy in on my bench right now. Because he came on as the sub. I think you've been mentioning him in your state league articles quite yep. frequently. What, he's popping 130s. He bananas one He's, he's yeah. popping 130s in the, in the waffle. Comes on late in this game as the sub- Gets a 36-point quarter, I think it was. So, yes, it's against North, whatever. This guy's just a scorer. So And he backed it up in the waffle the next day. I think he scored an 80 or something as well. Oh, did he? So, yeah. he kept playing. Yeah. yeah. Just just kept- remind me after the show to give Dossie the talk about banging on the table that I've given you. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Sorry, man. That's all right. That's all right. You didn't know. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the microphones don't love it, that's all. But anyway. <laughs> it was worth it for a Raz. <laughs> Sometimes when you get excited, Dossie, you can't control. You can't it's control. Worth it. For the Raz. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next game, which yes. is Richmond v Collingwood. I uh, got to start off with Tom Lynch, 140 points from him. He went full beast mode in the first half, kicked five goals, had 18 touches, and 106 points to his name at half time. That is absolutely mayhem. Uh, Darcy Moore was on him in inverted commas, uh, just gave him absolutely zero respect, and Tom Lynch just did what he wanted. Uh, only added the extra goal and seven touches after the main break, but by that stage, the damage was done. And um, yeah, the Tigers were in the um, pole position. But look, he's in some hot form. He's gone back-to-back 140s, which is kind of crazy. Now, it wasn't too long ago that Tom Lynch was actually a pretty solid fantasy commodity. 
starting to find his groove. The Tigers are playing pretty decent football, and I think he's up to 52% owned now. So there's definitely time to take him on the wire. As I said just before, with the Hawthorne and Essendon games coming up, I reckon he's a fantastic streaming option or um, loophole option even in the in the next couple of weeks. So get on board. Yeah, we talked about this on the Wavewire podcast. Um, Hawthorne and Essendon. So everyone thinks like Essendon is an actual easy team for the key four to score against. They're basically middle of the road, but Hawthorne's definitely um, one that he can beat up on, I think. I think he probably still will because he's just a class player. Middle of the road and he's in yeah, hot yeah. form. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, Trent Cotchin had 95, bit of a uh, Koch resurgence of late. He had 29 touches, 20 CBAs, the most of any Richmond midfielder. So that's interesting considering, uh, you know, Dusty's come back and, you know, they've got a few handy players. Uh, but yeah, he's definitely getting his share of time in that in that position. I mentioned that a few weeks ago that he kind of just he plays less accountable at the moment. He can kind of just do what he wants in there. He's just so kind of running around. Yeah. Just so playing a, an easy breezy kind of game. But nice for fantasy. Look, five of his seven games he's gone 70 plus which is pretty standard uh, pretty sorry pretty good for like a M7, M8 uh, if you need one. Uh, he's only 64% owned so kind of is around the mark on the waiver wise and I think that while the Tigers are doing okay and he seems to be playing his role he could continue that kind of you know, solid enough scoring. No one no one hates having a 70 on their field. I could really use a Trent Cotchin type in my team mm. right now because I'm running low on midfielders. Like, I've got to choose between my last spot, like Xavier Dersma, but even like Jai Coldwell, someone I'm not like loving fielding at the moment, even though he scored better yeah, well, this week. Yeah, like Coldwell could get you a 90 yeah. or a 50, whereas, you know, yeah. Cotchin's probably going to get you a 75. Yeah, so exactly. I'd rather play that. <laughs> take that middle yeah. ground. So just keep an eye on him, especially if you're contending and just need someone to, you know, just be a consistent scorer. I think he's in that, uh, in that, frame of mind at the moment uh, Noah Bolter he had 84 uh, absolutely dominated down back had 18 touches and took 9 marks made life just genuinely tough for the Pies forwards uh, it's his best score of the year so far um, in both like posies and marks as well has that back forward status which is super juicy mm. um, and is definitely a stream option as I said Hawthorne and Essen coming up both have some uh, players who like to burn the ball going forward looking at you Dylan Shield. so like uh Every chance that he could come in and just take a heap of intercept marks. Both have young forward lines. You know, you've got Kaczynski up there for Hawthorne. You've got Baldwin playing up there for Essendon. He's one who could generally take nine or ten marks each week for the next that's, two weeks. Um, that's role change though, really, isn't it? Because Bolt has been playing forward ruck. Yeah, he's gone back. Mm. Interesting. Mm. He's been he's floated between all three. Like, but it's really. kind of it's more interesting this year because I feel like um you know we've seen a guy like Nathan Broad who we didn't think was going to be fantasy relevant become mm. relevant. So, you know, in his first game back there, he's gone eighty four. I mean, it is against the Pies who have notoriously been pretty um easy for defenders. But I've been looking it up, and they're not they're not up there on those stats in our points for and against at the moment. But I mean, yeah, could that be something that is actually kind of tasty given their relatively high-scoring backline and the fact you don't have... You've got Jaden Short who's playing a bit of guts now. Yeah. Started the first CBA of the game. There you go. Mm. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Nick Vlosten didn't play, which might have been one of the reasons. But um, look, definitely definitely worth having a look at Noah Bolter. Darcy Cameron, is he 2G4P now? 111 points. We talked him up last week after a big game and delivered once again. He, he really does do it all. 21 touches, 18 hitouts, six tackles. Look, he's not the most dominant Rutman and had to go up against uh, Nank. But look, while Brody Grundy's out, he's got to be 2G Phil Pete, hasn't he? Like he's been snapped yeah. up off it's just every way to wire. It's an immediate role change that can we just bend the rules because he'll be Oh, out. no, it's he'll just one that you just don't talk about for the next 12 weeks. Well, he's going to get it because they're playing the dogs next week. So he's probably yeah, going to yeah. have 100 
against Steph Martin. We can just like not talk about him till he gets 2G4P. We can do that. And just too. give him a tip of the cap when he does. Yeah, we can, oh, and then we just go, oh, he's done his fourth in a row. That's 2G4P. Ollie Henry, uh, he had 54 points. I really like him. Uh, something about him catches the eye. Super classy player. Kicked two goals, two. Had 10 touches. I don't know if he'll be a high scoring player, but he reminds me a bit of a, a Luke Bruce, Jack Gunston type. That kind of hybrid forward. Takes a nice grab. Kicks a nice ball. Um, I think he's a stash. He he may never be one of those absolute studs, but I think he could be a solid 75-80 forward um, you know, throughout his career once he kind of gets his consistent spot on that side. And lastly, just want to touch on Braden Maynard. He had 47 points. Now, this is a brand new model of Braden Maynard. He is a key defender. Played on Jack Rewalt for a bunch of the game, and he is absolutely gone as a fantasy commodity. Uh, there's no tools down in that um, Pies backline. He's playing lockdown, and it means he has to do the team thing, which is disgusting. Now, preseason, he was hyped up having heaps of midfield minutes, and yeah, guess I what? That. I looked at, at www.keeperlegpod.com.au at the ADPs, yeah. and he went at 80 this year. Ooh. He's averaging 63. So, yeah, wow. Heffy. Yep. You're a Braden Maynard owner. I am. You're probably not <laughs> going to trade him because you're too proud, but what would you do if you were a rational thinker? Wait two weeks until Jordan Roughhead comes back so he doesn't have to play fullback anymore. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that must be the question. Charlie, Charlie <laughs> Dean as well, I think, is coming back soon. So, when they get so some you keep him the back. faith. I'm, I'm not fielding him at the moment. Yeah. No. So, I benched him on the weekend in our matchup, I think. Um, so, it's kind of the locky ash of. Um, yeah, he's filling a role at the moment. Like, yeah, they're, they're missing. I think there's another key defender even that they're missing as well because it's always been talked up all preseason because they wanted Charlie Dean to come straight back in um, earlier in the season and they really wanted him. And then I think Jordan Ruffhead came back from injury and then got injured again with a finger or something like that. I think if I just – I think I've got the injury list up here. I think it's only two weeks for Ruff, – two to three weeks for Ruffhead. So he's probably going to be playing fullback until kind of that happens. Dean's six weeks away. Does Kruger play? Kruger's 12 weeks anyway, so it doesn't matter. But, um, yeah. Interesting note on the fact that, well, if this role continues for short, is that the kick-ins seem to have uh, Opened up. changed for the Tigs. Mm-hmm. So, we had Broad getting five in this game, leading the Tigers, and then it was Rioli with three, Grimes two. So, a bit more of an even spread that they had, but it seemed to be Broad was the man taking the kick-in. So, yes, he only scored the 71, but for owners of Broad that are still holding the faith after that poo-poo score the other week... Um, he actually might be still semi-relevant with those kicking numbers if Short is continuing to play as that inside midfielder. Vlosson's the big one for me when he comes back. Oh, is he out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, gee, that's huge. He's going to get kickings as well. Yeah. Damn. Mm. All right. After 35 minutes, I get to talk about my game finally. Um, there's not much to really talk about in this game though either. But anyway, we'll get stuck into it. So, Jake Lloyd. I'm just, he's Who? B2P. He's B2P apparently. He was so. not B2P. <laughs> <laughs> you always get on to me about not no, listening. I know you did say. You said he's not B2P. So, that begs the question why we even talked about him last week. But anyway, um, 109 points. So, nice predicting the future there, Oracle. Good stuff. Hey, anyway. Don't worry. Trade high still. <laughs> Chad Warner, 2G4P. Yes. Yeah, done. Yeah. Uh, Nick Blakey, so 98 points, um, seen an uptick over the past two weeks. It's the same role, but Campbell was really quiet this week, and I think that just probably helped Blakey a bit. So it just seems like when one of those guys is down, the other one of the others kind of goes up. So it's interesting to see who they kind of who the opposition targets, I think, each week and who they put more time into. But, yeah, Blakey um, definitely saw an uptick in that 98 points. I wish he just had one more hand. We'd get into that ton. That would have been nice. But anyway, um, and then the other one was Paddy McCartan. So he had 86 points. He just took a heap of marks, 
10 in total. So he's still not one I'd want to own, but just one of those games where everything was falling in his lap. So that helped his scoring. But Sydney overall were pretty poor. They lost to the Gold Coast. So there wasn't really a lot to talk about mm. um, from them. few things to talk about from the Gold Coast. So David Swallow... He had 120 points, and I wrote about him a couple of weeks ago when he got bulk CBAs and scored 84. Then he went out of the midfield mix um, in round seven, had a zero, um, sorry, zero CBAs, and scored in the 50s. Back in the midfield uh, mix this week and scored 120. So there might be something to that CBA thing there, case. But anyway, um, select probably. Data. <laughs> yeah, well, look, not it's not over the competition. It is a whole. I think you're the one selecting data with your outliers. But anyway, um, like I said, on my data includes every player in the comp. But anyway, uh, probably won't continue with Anderson in the side, though. That's the thing. But it was a handy score for owners this Did week. Did you guys – are you still saying to snap him up, though, given the no. defensive status? No, I wouldn't. In fantasy. I don't think he's got it in ultimate. No, he doesn't in ultimate. No. And I, I wouldn't be just because I don't – like, this was purely coincidental with the player being out. Like yeah, but I mean, the thing is, though, as we've seen across the year, Anderson's CBAs have gone up and down, and he's played on a wing, dependent on what they need. Do they That's do true. they see they beat a side with old swallow in the guts? Yeah, do they yeah. actually just back in the method and and you know put Anderson on the outside or play put other players on the outside? Do you know I'm what not mean? really sure, Dossie, because there's one other player that got CBAs this week. Some another player tripled his CBAs this week. Tell me more. Went from three CBAs to nine CBAs. Who are we talking this about? Week talking about Braden Fair. The guy. <laughs> so, he had 180 points. Um, I'm not sure if he's B2B or 2G4P at the moment. I'd say B2P. Oh, sorry, 2G4P. Still. I think we had a question last week saying, do we yeah. hold the faith? Yeah. And I said yes. And we I said played, field him and I said put the C on. He still played on the outside a fair that. bit. But um, yeah, look, it could have just been flown from Anderson being out as well, but I thought I'd just bring that one in there. Thanks, man. Um, appreciate it. Connor Butterick. He's a... Interesting one. 101 points and he had three kickouts. So he was ahead of Weller who only had one um, for the game. And then uh, I think the most was Will Powell. He had five. But um, Gold Coast seemed to be playing a little bit differently this week, especially. I didn't watch them the week before, but um, I've heard they're, they're similar the week prior. That they just kind of seem to hold the ball up a bit more. Their kind of marking game seemed to be back a bit more. Butterick had 11 marks, so just from chipping around um, and getting those kind of numbers there. And, uh, yeah, if you look at their kick-to-handle ratios where the kicks are up, which means usually someone's on the end of them, there's probably a few more um, marks up for grabs as well. So, yeah, it's just good signs from Gold Coast in general and what we saw from Butterick. Just not sure I'll trust it yet, given the way kind of the game was played, like Gold Coast being on top. I don't think Gold Coast played at that level each week, but um, really good signs for Butterick. I'm surprised you didn't have him on field against me, Kazor. He's Luke just Holling a rookie. Him. No, that worries. So what happened to um, Lukosius? I, I do not know. I know he got injured, but yeah, I cannot. Yeah. I don't know what the injury was. I wasn't kind of paying enough attention mm. when he went off. Um, yeah, but anyway, um, it's probably listed somewhere here, but... Uh, Give me a second. Yeah, I'd love to know that because he's, <laughs> he's still such a... He's like my favourite by low still at the moment. If you're saying that... Like, like you're saying, there was so many marks in this game, whether it was just the nature of the game um, or something a bit different. But, I mean, both sides seem to... Their defenders seem to do pretty well. But yeah, I would just love for the Gold Coast if this is a change in game plan. For- yeah, it says he limped off favouring his right leg in quarter three, which is all I saw. So I don't actually know what the injury was, mm, but okay. yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not really sure, but that's a bit sad. Me and Kay's are presidents of the, um, hold Lacocious low mm-hmm. fan club. <laughs> it's just, he needs to be playing in defense for him to be good. And I just don't see that or on a wing, but I just don't see that happening. That's all. Actually, I think you didn't mention this guy, but was, um, is Will Powell back into consideration as a, like, obviously he didn't have a huge game, but yeah. 71 points, <laughs> at least it, it's something. 
We'd expect we expected so much more from him. That's oh, the no. thing. But yeah, he seems yeah. to be the main kicker. Wasn't he taking? Oh, he was. He was. He kicked five. He had the most kickouts. Oh, okay. Yeah. So well, yeah. he had five. Butterick was three, and then Weller well, one. I think there was a few others in there as well. So mm. he's yeah. on some. He's on some waivers. So like, I'd be, I'd consider power still. Yeah. Because we were super high on him early. Definitely. Um, yeah, I just feel like we've complained about him enough over the last few weeks. <laughs> I didn't bring him in there. Um, ben Ainsworth, uh, 77 points. Um, he's averaging 85.5 over the last four weeks. And I don't know, you don't like him, Case, because he dropped him this year. But I think he's a handy enough F3 to F4 option. You know, averaging, 70, uh, sorry, averaging 85 over the last four weeks. And he's generally around the 70 mark as well. So that's more than fieldable, I think, in most teams. It's fine, but I think I always you wanted thought more. I wanted more. Yeah, you always wanted more. I always wanted you more. Held him I got so too long greedy. Too. Yeah. But anyway. like once again, like it's just like oh, I delisted him. Move um, on. Your team's top of the ladder. You haven't lost a game. So yeah, I'm sure you're super upset. Bigger fish to fry. Don't <laughs> worry about Ben with. <laughs> All right, uh, GWS on to GWS uh, Gold Coast. Sorry, Gold Coast Geelong game. I keep getting my G's mixed up tonight. What's going on there? Um, GWS only players who scored well with two G four P. But there's a couple that kind of showed some good signs. So Jesse Hogan looks super dominant early. I think he was on 36 or something at the end of quarter time. So I thought he was in for a big game, but. Geelong just got on top of Gold Coast, uh, Gold Coast GWS, um, something chronic. So, yeah, but um, yeah, I reckon if he would have kicked a bit straighter, because I think he kicked three by three or four behinds, he would have bumped that score up to an 80, obviously. So that would have looked a lot nicer. But um, yeah, just looked like he was commanding the ball inside 50 and yeah, would have scored okay if he kicked straight. Um, but yeah, Cooper Hamilton. Dossie, one of your boys that you liked last week. I did like him, yeah. Did some nice things. I just don't know how much he's going to, of an accumulator he's going to be. He looks like a kind of hard-nosed defender, kind of like your Blake Hardwick type to mm. me. I don't know. Um, he's had a couple of tough matchups to start his career, though, hasn't he? True, yeah. So, he had 44 points in the weekend, but he looks like maybe one of those like players who's going to be a good player, just maybe not a fantasy player for my eyes. Mm. I don't know. I thought Geelong held the ball a bit more than usual, though. They went True. back to a bit of that. So Who did they play last week? Crows, and they, he only scored 64 in a pretty dumb... But it's his debut, so... Yeah, but it was up started. forward, like, 90% of the... Well, at least the very early stages, it was up there quite a bit, so... Yeah, I guess. I, th- I always find, though, like, if this ball was up forward a lot for our teams, so teams are getting flogged, that it usually stems from the half-back line, so... Look, just stop dissing my boy Coops. <laughs> Right, leave Coops it's he, alone. That's what he does. I don't know. I just like I just said. I just I don't think he's a good player. It's just I'm not sure of the fantasy wise. Some people are glass half full people, Dossie, mm. and some people are glass half yeah. empty, and some people are just realists. Um, he's a bit grumpy tonight. Finn yeah. Callahan, um, rinse and repeat. Last week, comments. he knows that Ken's getting another contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably going to happen. Yes. <laughs> anyway, at least he'll stick around for next year, which is bloody annoying. But anyway, uh, Finn Callahan just rinse and repeat. Last week, um, good player. Just not find enough of it, but stashed for the future. Uh, On to the Geelong Cats now. There's a few here. Um, I'm going to talk about one that really made my weekend and one that really destroyed my weekend. So that's Tyson Stengel first up. So I've got him in Classic and oh, not yeah. a lot of people do. And I have him on field in Classic as well. And I've had him on field for the last three weeks too. Um, 114 points this weekend. Now, he is one point off automatic 2G4P qualification so he had a 79 and the other three scores in the last four weeks were above 80 but what i'm liking about him at the moment um he's actually averaging 90 from his last four games as well but only an average of 73 for the season but what i'm liking is he's just doing more than just kicking goals i thought he'd be like a eddie betts goal sneak type but he's had 16 kicks four handballs so that's you know 20 disposal the great 
kick the handle ratio, um, six marks and five tackles as well up forward. And he's moving up the ground to get a lot of these touches as well. So you get up on the wing, half forward, that sort of stuff as well. So he's a legit forward option right now. And it's probably one you need to think about fielding in your keeper league sides because it's probably you're not really considering, especially if you're in a league like ours where you only play four forwards. But I'm just concerned given his role, it's not the best role for fantasy scoring. So I think every now and then he's going to disappoint you. So if you can loop on, if you're in a position when he's got an early matchup, I still think he's a loophole option, but um, one that you could probably use pretty consistently. But you roll the dice if he's playing late because he's scoring so well. Is that fair? Well, I'm just, yeah, I'm just like also looking up those matchups as we're talking about. And I reckon he's basically all of his big scores, he's come up against like five of the easiest scores for like medium sized forwards. We don't have the small forwards, but. That's because like he is setting those numbers. That's why. <laughs> every every team he plays will now be the next year this team to score against. No, nah, right, I, I right. don't know. I'm just I'm just taking the piss. He might not be. That might be a fair point. He's played some pretty easy opposition, and he also scored a twenty against Sydney. So yeah, well there you go. You like yeah. that's the reason why I said you got to yeah be a loophole yeah. still. This those games I'm sure he'll still pull out every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy he absolutely destroyed my weekend was Zach Guthrie. So oh, yeah. Kay's had him on the bench, um, ready, for, and I thought I saw it was a late move as well. As soon as this, it was in, you were quick to move him onto mm-hmm. your bench. I saw it change, um, and he had 108 points and 19 kicks, four handballs, 12 marks. We've seen this type of marking game from before, like 12 marks. It looks pretty high, but we've seen it happen before. But what's interesting that the times we've seen him go big is genuinely when players are missing from Geelong and de- definitely out of that Geelong backline. But I don't think off the top of my head there was two one too many players missing out of that side um, this week. So it was good to see him put up a good score when, you know, previously like Tom Stewart's been missing and he kind of played a similar role and that's why he scored so well. But Stewart was in there. Stewart was in defence as well, not on the wing like he had been in previous weeks. Um, yeah. So I mean, Jed Buse went off early though as well. So. well. That's true. Yeah. So that probably opened up a spot for Stop him. Stop making up excuses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was interesting. There was actually one pretty funny moment because Zach Guthrie, I've always been a bit questionable of his disposal every now and then as well. Um, there's a funny moment where he took a mark on the halfback flank and there was a man standing at the interchange gate ready to come on and he spotted him up and like like kicked it at him. You could tell he was like, <laughs> just saw him out the corner of his eye and went to like chip it to him and it was like, oh, you're not actually in play. Oh, <laughs> no. Once again, that could be seen as a negative or he's that future thinking that he knows who's going to come on next and he just yeah. wants to get him into the game. The issue is he just has to be on before you can kick it to him, that's all. So, Can't so, perfect. Yeah, three clangers though out of yeah. his 50 so that was one of them. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> It's not too bad. I just thought that was funny. That was a funny story to add to the podcast. Anyway, uh, let's move on to um, Jeremy Cameron. So he had 92 points, five goals. He's averaging 75. So someone you probably most likely have to start with an average like that, like that kind of F3, F4 kind of range. But I think he's still a streamer loophole option um, when you can afford to do it. So if he plays earlier and loophole, just that key forward factor. He's not going to go big each week. He has kicked the most goals at Monica though, out of any player, which probably isn't surprising, but. That's probably why he did so well on the weekend. Loves playing at that ground. Um, Quinton mm. Narkle, 91 points from his usual 67% time on ground. Playing up forward a fair bit as well, but again, just too inconsistent for my liking. Um, Marco Connor had 86 points, splitting his time between the wing and defence. Can score okay when he doesn't have to do that tag. Now, onto the two new debutants that were blooded in this game. So, um, actually, I'll start with Cooper Stevens. So, 
he was talked about last week um, as a replacement for Holmes. You thought, case. Mm-hmm. Um, so he came in, had 53 points, and he started in the midfield. It was like him and Ash going head-to-head. Um, and we kind of knew he was like a, an inside ball winner. But towards the end of the game, he went onto the wing and kind of went a bit missing there. So, yeah, it didn't really suit his natural game knowing he's an inside player. But a player that the wing role did really suit was Mitch Nebbett. So he came on when um, Buse okay. went off. And he had 66 points from 51% time on ground. So he came in a quarter two and just played on the wing for most of the day, um, kind of rotating in a rotation with Stevens. And yeah, scored really well from low time on ground. So a really positive sign from Mitch Nevitt, who was drafted last year. Was he the crew cut kind of blonde dude? He's blonde. I don't think he still has the, he didn't still have the crew cut, but he may have when he got drafted. Blue, I mean, sorry, like, yeah, blonde. I just remember seeing like, because I wasn't watching this game, but I walked, like, I think I was watching it on the big screen down the pub. And I saw this guy that I didn't really recognise. I was like, that must be fresh blood for the Keeper League pod. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, he had his short hair. I don't know if it was crew cut, so I had to describe it. In here, he's got longer hair, mm. but um, didn't look like that. Geelong we have some like low-key, yeah, really high-quality mm. youngsters who can get fantasy points. Okay. When the, like, when the old guys move on, there's going to be... You're talking about some state league scores? Yeah. Okay. You Draft love your scores. Cooper Stevens, though. I do what love about, Cooper What about Nick Stevens? I love Nick Stevens, too. He just <laughs> needs his chance. <laughs> All right. Just needs his chance. Let's move on to the blockbuster game of Essendon versus That's Hawthorne. That's right. We are back taking down the big Hawks. Uh, start off with the Hawthorne side. John Newcomb, we 2G for him, I think, last week. But, like, he had 105, and he's actually moving into, like, elite... Fantasy status, I reckon. Like, 2G. Yeah, I know, but like he's the new Tom Mitchell. Tom Mitchell's in Shroff. Gets more CBOs than Tom Mitchell, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, big time. He's he's amazing. Anyway, uh, Finn McInnes, he had 80. Uh, never really been a believer in him, but he looked pretty good. Um, did some good things. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the jury's still out on him or not. Some people love him. The thing that saves him is the forward status this year, but he won't have it next year. So, And I still don't know if he's 100% like... In best best sides, yeah. That's the other thing. Now, Max Lynch, Dossie, he had 75 points. He was absolutely flying at quarter time. Uh, kicked two goals, I think, in the first quarter. Ended the game with 12 touches and 18 hitouts. Absolutely dominated big slamming Sammy Draper early, but then uh, got knocked in the head and went off the ground for a concussion test and missed a bit of a chunk of the last kind of half, especially um, early the last quarter because uh, who's the guy? The... I don't know. Their second gamer, he ended up rucking the first centre bounce of the fourth Jackson quarter. Jackson Callow. Callow, yeah. Yeah. So he ended up having, I think, five CBAs Callow in the end. But um, Played for Norwood, Jackson Callow, and they got picked up in the mid-season draft. Correct. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, I think you've touched on it each week, Hef. He's probably just not quite there match fit-wise, Maxi Lynch, but you can't fault his hunger and... I genuinely think he has some fantasy now. Now, the it's thing just, is, we've what was seen the quarter by quarter. I'm gonna look. I know, I know, it's, I know half for half because I wrote about it today. He okay. had 69 had, first half. Yeah, then he had six in the second half. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the thing is, like the concussion, like he probably would have scored more if he didn't have that concussion. Correct. Test. And he's already had a concussion this year yeah, too. Yeah. So I'm not sure how often that. How and much that played you, into like, if he didn't, get, if he didn't spend what the 10, 20 minutes it takes to do that test, he probably mm. would have gone 80. We would have gone another five points at least, 80 with ease. And you'd take that from Max Lynch. I think mm. the thing is, we're seeing. Him improvement each week so 49 in the first quarter as well yeah. yeah we're seeing improvement each week in his scoring so like and in, in, in fantasy we don't discriminate we don't care how you score the points so you can get 80 in your first half I don't care and then get 3 for the rest of the game I don't care as long as you get me that 80 I don't give a shit how you do it so look we're seeing an improvement from Max Lynch so I'm happy with that uh, Lockie Brownbird 61 a much better game than he served up last week uh, 
obviously just need to give him a bit of time to build. I'm, I'm quite keen on Lockie Bramble. Had an unfortunate uh, injury at the start of the season after some good games in the preseason. So just keep your eye on him. I think he's definitely available on most waiver wise. Where's he playing? Defence or wing? A uh, bit of both on the weekend, but yeah, wing, wing. Okay. So I like him more there just purely because the competition he's got in defence. I yes, know he probably uh, scores better in defence, but the competition there scares me. Correct. I don't disagree there. Nick Martin, he's goaded, isn't he? Yep. Yep. He's Move winning on. Essendon's best and fairest. Uh, ben Brownlow Hobbs. Too. And the Brownlow. Oh, he's probably already sent the Brownlow up. <laughs> Paddy Cripps gets injured and misses the rest of the year at some stage. So, Martin's season. Uh, ben Hobbs, 95 from him. He kicked one goal and had 19 touches. And he is one who looks a genuine player. Uh, my first look at him, because I've missed the last few weeks of the Dons, what a love. He just impacts the contest and he also uses it very well, unlike Dylan Schill. Four CBAs for him on the weekend and I think he's going to be a natural ball pick. So that 95 points came from only 73% tog. Got going late and I am uh, yeah very excited about what the future holds for him. I flagged thirst in the first outing there where he only played not too much time on ground. And did you see such thirst? Hunger, I would say. No, uh, no thirst. This time. No, no thirst. Okay, <laughs> okay let's stop arguing, boys. But <laughs> was there a, was there a change in the CBA or the, the midfield mix-up in this game? Because like the previous weeks, he's just gone absolutely missing. Was there someone out or? Um, they were saying that a few guys, because, you know, the virus ripped through us. That's right. That, yeah, that, yeah, a few yeah, guys okay. who were actually playing a bit. Stringer like, was out the, too. Yeah, yeah, and he was he was chewing up a few CBAs, wasn't he, Stringer? They had a few guys who were a bit kind of cooked yeah. by the end of the game. Because I saw Caldwell they, scored well as well and looked up a bit more. But, yeah. <laughs> Not really. Like, McGrath was nowhere near a CBA this week as well. He yeah, was okay. out as out could be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe they're just trying a few things. Yeah, maybe the owners probably stopped a few people from getting decent runs in there as well. I don't know. Uh, But you mentioned um, Jai Caldwell. He had a good game too. 20 touches, 7 tackles, 94. So tracking the right way at least. All right. Good to hear. Anyways, let's move on to Brisbane versus West Coast Eagles. I had the pleasure of doing this one. No, it's fine. Like, I'd lock in your captain in classic. You're going to have to, like, draw names out of a hat for West Coast games going forward, aren't we? I don't mind if they're playing someone I've got somewhere in a league. Greg Clark's back, hopefully, this week. So, I'll be happy to watch that. Yeah, that'll do me. Like, this game, like, I was getting around Lockie Neal. So, that was fun. (laughs) Guess what? Guess what the Eagles are playing this week? Oh, it's Melbourne. Sunday Twilight, (laughs) Melbourne. So, that's the thing. Like, I I don't have any Melbourne players. So, I don't care about I don't want to watch that game. But I'd watch it. Pod, just every Melbourne player. We talk. Well, we talk about it, but it's like you got to talk, think about the future, not just one week ahead. But there's a few streaming options. There. Yeah, Tom McDonald time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, let's move on to Brisbane West Coast. So yeah, Noah Answorth. So he had 99 points in. He was just super aggressive off the halfback flank. Laid a heap of tackles. And what was interesting, Zorko was playing more of a mid forward role, like his usual kind of old role. So that kind of helped him a bit. So he's one I love for the future. Okay, so you behind him in a few mm, leagues. I do. Was he a good junior fantasy scorer? He was, wasn't he? He was a solid enough junior fantasy score. I purely yeah. drafted him off a bit of pre-season hype from the club. Yeah. All right. um, and he's he's starting to warm into the season. Yeah, he was fine in the pre-season, so he's kind of showing what he can do there. And that's good. Um, Marcus Adams' case, he had 83 points. Mm-hmm. I kind of scoffed when you mentioned him the other week. You do scoff at the Oracle a bit too much for my liking. Well, he did score 21 and 43. <laughs> Bad two weeks after you Bad But what I've noticed is like he tends to be taking the best um, forward this, these days. It was always Harris Andrews that kind of did that. Mm-hmm. But um, Marcus Adams seems to be taking the best one. I think the ball is just coming to him a bit more often as a result of that um, and just allows him to take a few extra marks here or there. I think you're right. Like He's a good 
cover slash loophole player. Um, I wouldn't want to start him. No. Can't go anywhere near that. But I think, yeah, there's something there with Mark Adams this season where he's have a few games where he scores an 80 and you can get a cheeky little loophole that will annoy your opponent. Plays just like, the cruise this week too. Like so. Zach Guthrie this weekend. But anyway, um, Callum Archie, uh, he had 80 points and he's had back-to-back good wings. He's playing on the wing a bit. So um, he's listed as a defender too. So I guess he does He does still go on that half-back flank, but yeah, a little bit up on the wing as well. So he could be uh, scoring some good points there if you need a bit of cover. Now, Dossie, last week you were talking about um, Jake Waterman, how he looked good and you were... Sure, he was scored was in scoring the nineties, and he scored like forty or something. Yeah, like good on the dance floor as well. I was thinking the exact same thing here. I'm like, Jake Waterman's had a fair bit of the ball here, but I mm. just know when I look at the scores, he is gonna have a forty. He had ninety seven oh. this week, so oh. we actually go. scored the Doracle. Yeah, exactly. But he was mainly in the defence this week, but then was on a wing a bit later on when I think a few guys were getting a bit tired, and he pushed forward at times too. He had a shot at goal at one stage and stuff like that. So. I don't know. It's probably the result of the injuries slash the illnesses that are running around at the moment. But he's just a player that we've liked the look of for a long time here in the Keeper League. So it's just good to see him put up a good scores and one to put in your black book to monitor over the next few weeks to see what, how he goes with mm. everyone back in. They reckon 30 West Coast players have had COVID now. So surely things get better for him. So, like not in terms of winning games, but in terms of outs. The issue week. is their injury list is also huge. Yeah, that's like true. General actually. injury list. Yeah. Mm. That's true. Cobra's not helping that either. Um, Jermaine Jones had 97 points, just getting that midfield time again, but again, a result of when people are out, I think. Um, but yeah, so I think he did this in round one as well and then just did nothing. Maybe you should do it more because yeah. we need someone like that in the guts. So like he actually brings something a little bit different to what we have. So Yeah, maybe. Keep him in there. Um, have you heard of Jake Florenka, Dossie? Got to say, I hadn't I hadn't heard too much. I've no. been tuning out on the Weagles a bit lately, mate. Yep. So just waiting for that number one pick next year. I've been doing my draft research. Okay, you might want to take Jake Florenka with that number one pick. So he's yeah. one of the COVID top-ups. So I um, mm. won't play each week. But he had nine CBAs and spent some time on the wing too. And I don't have his score here. I didn't write it down. 83. Silly me, but there you go, 83. So he scored pretty well as well. So um, a pretty funny story. In 65% time on ground. That's right, low time on ground. Now, he had to ask for the day off work on Friday uh, <laughs> to fly across. Um, <laughs> Um, he's a chippy, apparently, to fly across to Brisbane. And I think Declan Mountford had to fly over on the day because he had a uni presentation to do on Friday. So <laughs> that's the uh, state of the West Coast Eagles that's at the moment. Really I bloody hope he passed that uh, test uh, you know the presentation week, as well. the week before his debut, yeah. Jake Florenka Huge had fat, 166 yeah. points in the waffle. Did see that. Yeah, so guy can't score. So... Just find a way to keep him and play him each week there, Dossie. So, he might be a handy one for you there. Uh, Connor West had 72 points. He was playing in the midfield as well. But um, he was scoring well, but just got injured um, in quarter four and then was subbed out. So, he probably would have gone a bit better. But he seems like a player that can show a bit. And again, we, t- we can't take much out of it, I guess, because of the, the outs. But every time he gets a bit of a run on, he seems to get injured. So, I'm not sure what's going on there. But, um, yeah, he showed some promise as well. One you hold and hopefully he can get a decent run when everyone's back and things like that. But anyways, Dossie, you had the last two games of the weekend, didn't you? Fantastic. Can't wait to get these. So, boys, Demons versus the Saints I had. Is that the one I'm going to jump on first? Yeah, yes. that one. All right, well, yeah, as we know, Demons just too good for everyone at the moment. And we've already kind of mentioned this theme might come up a bit, but especially this week coming up against the Eagles. You've just, like we said at the start of the show, Kaz and I were talking about if you've just got those couple of streaming spots or if you've just got some weak positions in your line and you've got some spare spots on the bench, just pop these guys in for this week, particularly those key forwards because they're going to go ham. Um, Gus Brasher, I just wanted to mention now, I know he's 2G. I just wanted to say just a quick reminder, this guy was picked up off the scrap heap this year. Is he going to be the, the waiver pickup or the... Pool pickup of the year. Uh, given how he's got defender status, no, nah, Nick Martin probably. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, considering you're going to be able to keep him for many, many years. But still, Brayshaw's averaging 99 at the moment. So, we'll see what he averages when Salem comes back. But I just thought that's that's amazing. Imagine picking him up. That's where you don't win your, don't win your league at the draft. Just wanted to throw another 2G4P player into the podcast. Like I did. Like the rest of us. Tom McDonald, 73. And you guys were mentioning a potential waiver pickup this year. So, he just played his 200th game on the weekend, put up the 73. Um but he's actually dropped down his production overall this year by 20 points at the moment. So, he's very much undervalued to where he went last year thanks to the inclusion of Ben Brown in their, in their forward line. And then he also got dropped for Wiedemann a couple of weeks ago. So, But he's back in the side. And just the note that they're playing the Eagles and North in the next two games. So, jump on board and uh, enjoy the ride for those two games. And, and also, on that fact, I mean, Benny Brown, ben Brown. he, 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 sco- he scored... Point pretty garbage in this game but just watch out because he'll just bag a bunch as well so just those two key forwards keep an eye out tom sparrow i reckon we talk about him just about every week but he's now officially on 2g for p watch after 295s in a row with one health and safety protocol in between there but he's just showing so much promise and it's happening a little bit probably earlier than i would have expected you know he's he's getting thrown into that center bounce mix we were talking about preseason who was going to get the role um, well, it's clearly it's clearly Sparrow. It's clearly the guy that they want to have as their next midfielder after this wave of of Oliver's, Petrarca's, Viney's. Like he's probably just going to become more and more prominent over the next couple of years as they sort of reduce maybe a Viney's um, involvement in the midfield. Pretty awesome to see. Um, and the scary part, he's still getting really low time on ground. So seventy one percent time on ground here for ninety five. I'm just saying it's it's two G for P watch because of those two matchups coming up. We might not be able to talk about Sparrow for a bit after our West Coast and North in the next two. True. Alex Neil Bullen, another guy with um, two G for P watch as well. He's he's returning to that form that he had back in twenty. I think it was twenty. 18 where he he averaged 78 a game so he was borderline 2g back then so he's got the forward status scored an 84 and we've kind of talked about him a little bit like he's laying those tackles around the ground he's getting up he's playing the high half forward role and he's going at a career high five tackles a game so he's just been a really nice surprise this year so enjoy the next couple of weeks with him as well moving on to the saints mason wood and 94 he started on a wing but he actually moved up forward for some of that always happens with him mm. it's like he was you see him getting that juicy wing roll then he just ends up forward yeah but he had a 43 point third quarter playing in that forward role and it would have been a lot higher he butchered two um kickable goals as well but yeah i, I think um from me, it's more of a just a tip of the cap for Mason Wood. We kind of see these out-of-the-box performances occasionally, but it was good to see him go well. Dougal Howard with a 90, just an out-of-the-box performance. We saw plenty of um, – couple of ceiling scores from him last year when he was getting the kick-ins, mm. but um, just those defenders against Melbourne. So, like we're talking about streaming those forwards against West Coast, if you've got um, some defenders, I don't know who's going to be listed this week for the Eagles, but, you know, whether – a a Foley's back or, or one of these sort of players like you're going to enjoy some pretty huge scores from the West Coast defenders if you've got them available maybe I mean was if Petrovsky Seaton was playing in defence I don't know if he was uh, and he's defence and midfield like so he was getting CBAs I think as well mm, okay. from well so it's guys like it's guys like that if they are playing in defence that you want to sort of chuck on your field this oh, week he only had 70% CBA so he must have been yeah back there a fair bit but yeah mm. Uh, and just a note of a guy who's who's 2G. Well, is he? Is this guy 2G? I don't know. Zach Jones? Oh, he usually averages over 80. Just because he had that. He's had obviously a little bit of time off. Yeah, we can talk about him. 
Okay. Well, I just wanted to actually mention how it affected others is his return into that midfield. So, um, just to look at the CBAs, the spread kind of changed. And, like, it's probably worth mentioning because people that have had, say, a Gresham, who's also been a fantastic pick this year, it's just something to watch and be careful of because this is him coming back in and being integrated into the midfield. He's just going to rise his CBAs as he gets more involved and more involved. So, he had nine in this one. And Gresham was the one who sacrificed a little bit more playing forward. And he scored a 40 in this game. So, just watch out. Like, obviously, um, integrating a player that is a prominent center bounce player, it's going to affect others around him. So, if you're, you know, if you've got a trade high opportunity, like, I don't know with Gresham. I think he could just come back and bounce back and be awesome again. But it's looking at the players around him and wondering, are they going to be able to sustain what they've been doing? So. Just something to watch. Fair enough. And on to the last blockbuster game of the week. That was Carlton versus Adelaide Crows. Pretty impressive game from uh, from the Blues again, though. And they're, they're becoming one of the most fantasy-relevant team going around. But, Is um, it really? Like, GWS absolutely thrashed... Crows at home the week before. No, but I just mean like their mi- their midfield regularly. and stuff is just regularly like, like George Hewitt, for example. Yeah, they're they're the ton merchants now. It's like if you own Blues players, oh, especially midfielders, yeah. they are just fantasy. I get you. It's they've become way more fantasy relevant. Yeah. Um, I will talk about the Crows first though. Jackson Hately, we've been waiting for the inside midfield role. Look, we got it. We didn't get the score we got the wanted, tag. but yes, he was he was keeping a close ish I'd say on Patrick Cripps. But How close was that? So. Cripps absolutely <laughs> carved up. I so saw him get a heap of touches and kick a goal. He too. did. I saw him like lining up at him, and I'm like, oh boy, oh boy, um, <laughs> like, not end this well. is not what we wanted for his debut in on the inside, but. Look, we, we know that he's got the ability to do well. And I think, again, um, when he kind of got to play a bit more free, we saw him kind of get the ball and get his hands on the pill a bit later. But 67 points. Um, look, I just hope they give him another go because Matt Crouch had 36 touches in mm-hmm. the sample. So, please just give him at least another go um, in the guts and see what he can really do because all he needs to do is build some confidence in there to see what he can do. Alas, he can tag Lockie Neal this week. It may be over the yeah, dream. Will he, he be might the side be straight up. Well, that's he played around on the wing though, so he might just be pushed straight back out. Yeah, there. we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting what they do at selection because Sam Berry's making it hard for them to do much with him. He's going to stay right in that centre bounce mix. One hundred and three points playing bit of mid forward. He had the the fourth most centre bounces behind Hately, who who led the. Led the team, Laird and Keys. Low time on gra- ground, though, from Barry with just 69%. So, that's really promising score. And he's been a guy that um, I think he might be teetering on the edge of uh, 2G in a couple of weeks. Am I right? Has he had a couple of good performances in a row? Uh, he's at an 81 and 103. He's averaging 73. Mm, so, maybe one more because that's a role change and he's forward eligible. So, um, he was still very available on the wire last week. I think we mentioned him on the wire pod. So Still don't love him. Yeah, I didn't mention him either, just because, I don't know. He's not going to, he gets like in numbers three tackles and things like that. Like, I don't see him being an accumulator, that's all. Yeah, Maybe 21 touches, and I reckon that might be his. getting to tackle season. It's, 21, yeah, numbers, 21 touches might be his personal best ever in any form of the game. So I thought I thought you said he's also been doing well, and like, it's not like it's just come out of nowhere. Samful form comes up to the league, can tackle, he's getting ta- into tackle ta- season. My, my Forward eligible like, player playing bulk CBAs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking long term. Like, are you no, genuinely okay. excited about oh, Sam Barry? Like, no, just for this. Well, I mean, for this year. Do you see him being like Jack Steele, Mark II? No. Yeah. It's like, well, when you're looking at young players, you're trying to think of like what type of player they're going to actually end up being. I, I want him this year as a forward. 
No, true, true. I'm Which happy with that. And I'm not, I'm not knocking that. I'm knocking like, do you see Sanberry like being a long stay Crows midfielder? And if so, is he a hundred points? I see, okay, him, well, I see him being long stay. That's my, that's my question. I see him like, being someone like Willem Drew. How excited like, are we getting? I don't know. Maybe we should be more excited. Who else have they got to play in that midfield? Sean Berg. Luke Pedler. <laughs> but, I mean, the he's playing ahead of them right now. So. Well, he's playing ahead of them and he's not He's, he's, not, old, he's not way older. Rochelle will go in. He's like he's the same he? age. Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. The Crows like need to re- recruit like a whole new team, I think, before they're going to be any good. I'm just saying, like, he's right now, he's ahead of him and he's, I'm pretty sure, what, a similar age. So. Yeah, I, I like him as a player, just not as a fantasy option, that's all. Okay, tunned up. Don't like tons. Schoenberg. I like him when they're like 90, 90 points, your boy. Getting some midfield time Ks um, after getting zero CBAs the week before. So, Matt Crouch out of the side, obviously helping him a little bit, but not a stack of the pill. 22 touches, three marks, six tackles, seven clangers uh, for your boy there, Schoenberg. Does he maintain his spot in the side going forward if they decide to bring back in Matt Crouch? Or do you reckon he's done enough here? He holds it over Haley, I reckon. I'd say that is true, but I also don't think they're going to bring Matt Crouch back in after one game. I don't know. My like, gut feel it like they're not going to beat Brisbane anyway. So what's the point of having Matt Crouch play? True, but I don't know. I think the Crows actually want to win, and they probably got worse with Matt Crouch out of the side. So I uh, didn't really watch the game, so it's hard to say. Yeah, the midfield got fairly flogged, but I guess it was a strong midfield as well. But I don't know. Um, yeah, I think he survives. I think he's going to get a bit of a bit of a run again. I was trying to look at. I love looking at my um the AFL like player ratings as to where people fit on their little pie graph to see mm. where they actually like how the you know rating system things people because i all often find that the people that go are low on that are the ones that get dropped because you know that's the stats that matter not the 90 fantasy points so i was trying to find schonberg yes he was rated below jackson Haitley in terms of effectiveness okay in this game just to let you guys know um yeah, just interesting stats. All right, let's move on. And just a little bit of a manscaped nut feel to finish off Good for the Crow side. One. We haven't had one of these in a while. Scored 46 points in limited time on ground. I'm talking about Will Hamill. Just like the way he went about it. Just that little bit of X factor, bit of nut feel about it. Eye test. Bit of, bit of lawnmower 4.0, uh, smooth Bald scrote goat. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's got a little bit about him, old Will Hamill. He Hamill. played um, 17 games last year and his top score was 55. Mm, there you go. That. Look, I just like Late bloomer. Okay. <laughs> I liked the way he moved. Okay. All right. Uh, let's talk about Charlie Kerno. Um, 138 points. Boys officially graduated to hashtag 2G for P. He's been ridiculously good this year. We did flag it a few weeks ago that he was like a really reliable option up for him and Mackay. But yeah, I think Kerno in terms of fantasy has gone, gone a bit ahead. It's official. Yeah. Yeah. 20, like get it, still getting those numbers that we... Years ago, he was just up there and in top, you know, top keepers back when he was healthy mm. because he could rack up points and then he'd just sneak forward and, and he's such a great clunk. So, 21 disposals, 10 marks, six goals. One of the things that I love to see is his time on ground is just way back up. Yeah. 94% time on ground for a guy with his injury mm. history. That just shows you he's right to go. He is cherry ripe. Unfortunately, he's 2G for P. Farewell, Charlie. Three tons this year, and apart from his um, bad first game, which you can probably forgive after. First game back, yeah. yeah so many injuries. So much time like, off. His worst score has been a 60, which is fine for a key forward, I reckon. It's time to set him free, boys. See you later. Farewell. <laughs> 
<laughs> Zach Fisher, 101. I know you've been talking about him when you've watched the Blues. I, I think, think it's it was more you. out of hope and praying that he becomes a good player. Well, it's, but, look, yeah. it's looking promising, isn't it? And I've said, you know, I'm a big fan of him as well. He scored 101. He had 23 touches, eight marks and two snags. Look, it's against Adelaide, yes. But he's still getting those few centre bounces a game, which we kind of like to see just to get him involved in the play and just around the ground as well. So really good to see. And another player that can't remember which one of you was impressed by this guy last week. It's Hefs. He's a, on his bus just about, I reckon, off debut last week. It was Jack Carroll. He started him against me this week. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of options. I'm so low on midfielders, man. Like I, I need to actually get something. That's what I was talking about. Trent Cochin is actually a player I'm thinking about targeting. Well, look, <laughs> this guy, you can happily have him as your boy. Like He's an absolute... Jet, but he's just going to play a little bit of low time on ground to start his career, unfortunately. I thought you were going to go the other way. You can have him. He's an absolute <laughs> dumb. <laughs> no, nah. so he, he did look classy, as as you said last week, um, Hef. But yeah, low time on ground, but 18 disposals. And what happened was they actually, you know, obviously they've still got um, Hewitt out on the sidelines. Yeah, that's my next but question. 23% centre bounce attendances. So they've, they've obviously seen enough from the first game. They like what they saw and they've put him straight in for a little his, bit more of a taste. His numbers were good. Yeah, no, and he's a good. He's a um, elite junior scorer as well. Um, my issue is, yeah, not long term. I have no problems long term. He's on my rookie list, so I've got two years free swing at this guy to keep him on my list at no extra cost. Yeah, for this look after him this year. Does Hewitt come back in and just knock him straight out? Though, uh, yeah, I, I think what I've said and I've kind of noted it here is like it wouldn't surprise me if he, you know, has a rest or, yeah. or gets you know, especially with low time on ground, that shows you that they're not they're trying not to sort of expose him too much. So yeah, whether or not they sort of ease him out of the centre bounces but keep him in the team maybe that's another option so you know like you said he's just a guy that you're going to stash you're probably not going to get a heap of fieldable games from him this year I've just avoided bringing him in in classic just as a result because I could easily see him out of the side this week yeah yeah. and it's so. obviously it's nothing on his long term capability yeah, he, yeah. he's looking like you said good state in league numbers as well so yep. exciting times but stash alright uh, that's the end of the round rewind do you want to do a trudge watch now so he doesn't interrupt the membership yes trudge watch okay we need a, <laughs> I don't know, we need a theme song I don't know yeah. it's just on the fly we'll anyway the one. trudge <laughs> Dossie trudge. 87 points don't fudge with the trudge 17 touches and back to doing what he does best 11 cuddles that's for a lot the trudge of cuddles. that's what I'm trudging about 44 points from what's his um, tackle average in the oh thousand it would have it on the website but uh, yeah it'd be up there if you had stately scores of I think a thousand was the accurate number <laughs> okay sorry, sorry. Yeah. I don't I, no I need to check that <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a joke no. sorry sorry <laughs> he's actually had a thousand tackles yeah, can we work on a trudge intro next week does he can you yeah, put I'll try if Hef doesn't do it I'll have to try and bring something I, I to the table doing it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, six tackles a week so it's not too bad for the trudge pretty good yeah you take six so a fair few points there um, anyways if you enjoy the uh, podcast each week or you just want to know about the trudge each week um, please consider becoming a member and supporting the podcast so we can keep bringing you all the greatest and latest trudge news but you'll also get uh, weekly CBAs kick-ins scores for and against including the new scores against player type um, projections breakout tracker much much more all the resources we use to kind of do this podcast and kind of make our selections when we're picking up players as well um, each week we read out 10 gold members I think it's my turn to do it this week so let's hopefully I don't butcher any of these. Um, thank you to Daniel Smith, Jared Paulzer, Joe D, Tim N, Rob White, Daniel Luchev, uh, Will Robertson, Turnbuckle, Josh Gallo, and Fletcher DeMeow. Meow. My opinion will not budge on the trudge. <laughs> 
Uh, were you just like thinking about that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, um, podcast reviews. New, no new reviews this week, but I thought we'd just do a bit of a tally to see how close I am to playing any football this season. And guys, I think the uh, the hopes of me playing is fading away. So, 124 ratings on Apple, 108 ratings on Spotify. That's including reviews as well. Um, are 232 in total. So what do we need? 300 to give me a game. burner accounts. And you kind of need yeah. it by June 1st if you want me playing for anyone other than Walkerville because uh, mm. the cutoff is coming up soon. So players are like Joe Smith. A fake name. Hayden, yeah. Hayden and Kenny. Do it for, do yeah. it for Hayden Kenny will get injured soon so do he it, plays him. Do it for Hef as well because he's desperate to get out there. He yeah. wants an excuse. <laughs> I'm not desperate. I was <laughs> yes, a, you are. There I was know a period where you I was You keep checking the ratings. You refresh the ratings every day like, yeah. oh, can I play? I haven't even checked. There was a period <laughs> yeah. where I was thinking about it but I thought about my relationship and thought, no, it probably would not be a good idea. If someone went back to that many singlet selfies, like you should just get out there and wear a singlet normally where it's acceptable. Where is there one singlet selfie? There's one shirtless selfie out there that's probably about it no singlet selfies whoa thank you it's on my Instagram anyway it was a nice day at the beach with my son you guys are dirty anyway if, when we do ISO <laughs> pods it's just like I'm on, I've got a jumper on Dossie's got a you know bloody full jacket and you're just like out there with the pipes you guys, out like you guys come in every week and complain about how bright these lights are alright so and how hot they are that's probably more the thing but anyway um, let's move on to the listener questions All right, on to the questions. Dan K101 asks, what are your thoughts on Callum Coleman-Jones as a long-term stash in a dynasty league? Dossie, you watched him on Friday night. Callum Coleman-Jones, did he show anything? Yeah, look, I think the long-term stash, they're still, I mean, it all depends on Cherry's kind of contract status at the end of the year. So I know he's kind of up for a contract extension because he's clearly the the preferred ruck option. And as a key forward, we're not going to recommend you going and getting a key forward for a long-term stash. So, And I think Cherry is the number one ruck going forward. I yeah. Think, oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Common, yeah, I think Coleman yeah. is that ruck forward. So, yeah, and yeah. so, like, look here, even here, they're, they're preferring to play Goldie there and yeah. play him as that key forward. So, as a long-term stash, yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge fan, but um, I think it will probably be, if they hold on to Cherry, it'll be a Cherry-Coleman-Jones kind of duo. And like yeah. you said, it's going to be Cherry, like, 80%. Yeah, and know? then we know that the ruck forward role is a myth. Yeah, players don't so score super coach. Yes, fantasy definitely not correct. All right, uh, at Russ two four six eight uh, Hipwood back soon, but Danaher and McStay injured. Do you see uh, Fort keeping his ruck forward role for a bit longer? I do. I looked at the injury list though, and it said Hipwood is only two weeks away, but I don't, they'll probably bring him back through the twos mm. first as well. So that's interesting. But yeah, McStay uh, got injured on the weekend, and who was the other key forward that they brought in? It was Jack. Payne. Jack Payne or Jackson Pryor, which is I don't know. I can't remember which one's which. Play forward this week, then. It is whoever that one that is the key forward out of the two I just mentioned that have the same initials. Wiley Bozzer, is he on the list? <laughs> that'd be top up player. That'd be pretty funny. Um, who is it? Is it is it Pryor or Payne? Payne. Payne is the key the forward. Yeah, or... it was Payne. Yeah. So Payne will be the guy who plays that forward. And I'm, from memory, they got a pretty juicy matchup again this week. I think because we were talking up McStay's run, mm-hmm. so that would he would have a pretty decent one as well. So um. Yeah, I do think he holds because I'm need Fort to play up forward as a uh, target, and then yeah, pain it was. Anyway, uh, Richard Eliardis, um, Rochelle B2P. Well, he's never really two G four P, but he's asking: Is Rochelle the next Toby Green, or was he lightning in a bottle? I think we're all in agreement that we hold the faith with Rochelle, right? Oh, 
Absolutely. He's a rookie. Like, exactly. which, you can't expect everyone to be like a Nick Dacos level scorer out of the gates. Like, he's a rookie. The average is probably like a 50 to 60 is like a good average for a rookie. And he's playing small, medium forward in a pretty average side. You know, like yeah. if he was playing half back in an okay side like Collingwood are, he's probably going to score well. And we've occasionally seen him go into the midfield and score pretty well in his limited time in the guts too. So that's something that could happen in the future as well. And he asked the second question here, Richard Aliada. So, Jed Anderson, general thoughts on his viability. Dossie, do you think he holds? What holds his place in the side? Yeah. Um, I think they need to give him a couple of weeks. Well, it depends if... Well, their, their plan is to keep playing him. So, I think that it's just to build his fitness. He played forward a fair bit. And then next week, slash the week after, they get him involved in the centre bounce rotations. Otherwise... Just get him out and bring in the kids. I hope you are right because I've held him through this time. So. Oh, they have to play. Yeah. Like he's only well, he's only twenty eight or something. Yeah, like that's exactly the guy they need to fill that contested bull role that we're talking about. Why they're so bad at the moment? Yeah. All right, next one. Um, at Santner XXX, uh, is Cogs someone you sell high? Now I watched this game and he was very quiet, but prior to this week he's been scoring really well and it's been with limited CBA, so he's actually scoring well as a forward. So I think on this one it depends what your needs are as a team. Like forwards don't grow on trees, especially ones of Cogs calibre. Yes, he has up and down weeks, but he still scores pretty well and I don't see him losing forward status anytime soon with the role he's been playing. So I think if you can get like a... 100-plus averaging midfielder for him, maybe, but you're probably not going to get that. So, I don't think you're selling You're selling cogs. What do you boys reckon? I'm selling high. You're selling high? If it's high now. I don't know. Yeah. If it depends what you can get. Like you said, if I can get something decent, yes, because clearly he's not in the center bounce rotations and we've seen that he can't... He, You know, yes, he's he scored 100 or whatever the other week, yeah. but that's probably... I'd say that's the outlier and the 70s and 80s are probably his what he's kind of like as a forward. Yeah, I'm just looking at his... um. CBA numbers here, Coniglio. So he's over the last four, four weeks. He so he went round one and two. He had fifty plus percent, but then he's gone twelve percent, twenty one percent, eleven percent, five percent, three percent. Um, he actually had twenty percent on the weekend, which I didn't even notice him. So he was actually up in the CBA. So just couldn't get into the game. But he was like I said, he's been scoring well the weeks prior. What's he averaging? Yeah. Roughly? So his two biggest his two biggest scores were in the midfield. Basically, he's versing what ninety eight in round two and one hundred and fourteen in round three. And then he scored one ton since then against Adelaide. Round three was low, only 12% CBAs. So, like, like what my point is, he can still mm. score well as a forward without getting bulk midfield time. So, my point is, if you need, if you've got another forward to replace him with, then by all means, but I just don't I, think you're going to get one. I just think you have to recalibrate your thinking. Yeah. Like, you are expecting him to score forward scores, not yeah. score yeah. midfielders who are just happen to be playing forward. Yeah, you're expecting, an, like, an 85 to 90 average yeah. from him. Like, and look, that's, look, it's, just, is, it's yeah. just recalibration of your thoughts. Yeah. Since round three, he's not gone above 23 disposals. Mm. But it, what, his fantasy scoring still went okay, though, right? Yeah, but that's what I mean, though. He's had, like, a couple of cushy matchups where he's kicked three goals against Adelaide for a ton, and it's sort of inflating his average. And then he's got eight tackles against Melbourne. Like, I just, there's things that just aren't sustainable in there, which makes me scared. Well, you think the Trudge can do 11 tackles each week, but Cornelia can't do seven. Yes. <laughs> anyway. A bit different. We'll move on. Uh, Aiden Gain, uh, is it Toby Nankervis season, Kays? What do you think? Mm, no. 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 Like, nothing to add to that? I don't It's just like, he's doing what he's doing. Like, he, he played Collingwood, who have Darcy Cameron and, like, Yes, Darcy Who is, Cameron is scoring well. <laughs> he's scoring well no, as joking. a fantasy scorer, but he's not a Ruckman's asshole, really, if yeah. we're honest. Like, so 
Um, he's going to score well against the right matchups. You just see him just going at this kind of 85 for the rest of the season. I actually jokingly flagged um, him on the pod pod as an option because his fixture was that juicy mm. um, a couple of weeks ago. So he had, after Max Gorn, who actually scored 111 against Gorney, um, he's then got, he then had West Coast, who didn't have a ruck, Collingwood, who were running their backup ruck, Hawthorne, who's running their third string ruck. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Essendon, who's the Draper. And then they've got Sydney, who potentially still be running their backup, although I think Hickey's in the Hickey frame. played. Hickey this played, week. okay. Played, so, played VFL, sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. AFL, so so he'll, be he'll probably yeah. be back. But yeah, Nank always was going to have a pretty good run over the next month. All right. We'll move on to uh, Nathan Quarrell uh, at, sorry, sell high on Hearn, not contending. Should I try to get something for him while I still can? Yes, and you'll probably get some half decent. If you target him, don't sell him this week though, because he's up against Melbourne. He might have like one fifty. <laughs> if oh, if we're out, he'll have yeah, yeah. six hundred kickouts. Um, yeah, I would like especially. There's going to be a contending team. Like I've got him in my side, yeah, the eight and zip side. Like stoked to have him. You know what you're going to get. He's not really putting in bad. And you got games. him like second round of the draft as well. Oh well, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Definitely so. not contending. That's where you do it. Because yeah. it, I'd take be, him if I was contending. This has to be his last year. He's not yeah. signing up for this shit again. Yeah. Um, at Bego9880, who was the most valuable keeper out of Bowie, Bowie. Luco, and Sorry. Jordan Clark? I know I, Bowie didn't get a mention on the Melbourne segment tonight, but I just oh, yeah, he's a, been MIA for a few weeks. No, I just gave him a rest, you know. Jordan Clark would be the most valuable, you'd think, wouldn't you, out of those three? A fit firing Lucocious in yeah. a correct role is it's, it's not happening, Juicy. though. It's not getting, he's going to be. I'm a, still saying Lucocious. I'm going Jordan Clark. Um, I'm saying Bowie. <laughs> well, yeah, at Osana Triple X, he's followed up a question before. Also, what happened to Bowie? Bow, 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 Bowie. <laughs> no, um, he's still my, he's still my boy. He's had a quiet week. Look, he had a quiet week, and that's actually quite week before. Well, funnily enough, sometimes playing these dog shit teams that they're coming up against, they actually it's harder to rack up the pill in the back line. So, I think as well in the next couple of weeks. It's gonna be, it's it's gonna be a neither here nor there. Like I thought, to be honest though, I thought he was gonna play really well against the Saints because that was the matchup. So mm. it, it should have been in theory it was gonna be a good game, but big uh, Gussie Brayshaw took all those uh, took all those marks from him. So it was an unfortunate game. Do you reckon he bounces back against West Coast and North? Like I was saying, sorry about the the teams. Do you think in the next couple of weeks he can go big, or is it more likely he'll that have one big game out of those two? I reckon in the back lines, he'll have one out of two. Mm. He'll get big. He'll go in like eighty plus if he's not dropped. He won't get dropped. No, he used the ball too well. Salem's only a couple weeks away though as well, is he? Yeah. Interesting. Um, at Isaac underscore WF, uh, Tom Sparrow with a matchup against West Coast or Kane Lambert against Hawthorne as F3 this week. Um, probably should have done some research before the show. Yes, both on Sparrow. Home. But yeah, well, Sparrow, I actually, I did Sparrow look at- Sparrow against West Coast. They're going to rest someone. He's going to get a proper run. So, Sparrow mid forward, uh, West Coast the third easiest team to score against. Would you class Lambert as a medium forward? Yes. Yeah. Who are they up against again? Hawthorne. Hawthorne. So, let's have a look at that one on the list. Medium forward. God, Hawthorne third that. easiest. Yeah, flip a coin. Like they're both going to go pretty I'm similar. Sure. I'd go I'd probably like to Sparrow. Play both. <laughs> I'd probably go Sparrow just because he's on a bit, of a bit of a run at the moment. I'm not sure what. Lambert's been doing. He's doing solid since he's come back. A couple of 80s. Yeah. Let's just go Sparrow. Yes. Anyone against the Coasters, I think. Yeah, that's the, probably the way yeah, you go. Hawks could have a out-of-the-box. It won't, probably won't be too much between them, though. 
we'll revisit that later on in the week. Quite a few questions about Tom Powell. I'm not going to read them mm-hmm. all out, Kays, but what's been happening with him in the state leagues? Unfortunately, not a hell of a lot. Yeah, okay. Uh, 67, 80, and 95 in his last three games. Now, yeah, they're not bad scores, but like someone like Dom Tyson and Marty Hora are tunning up and – I go through the state league scores every week and there are lots of guys tunning up for fun. Look, I know North aren't great, but surely he should be just just putting up a few bigger scores. He's a um, South Aussie boy, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Sturt boy. Come home. Come home to Port Adelaide, Tom. We'll have you, have you there. Anyway. Uh, I don't know. I Hold the faith. I, there's a, it's also a there must cookabar. be something going on. Former Cookabar. Come home to Kenilworth, you reckon, next season. Might push you out the side, mate. Hard to do. I oh, know you've been playing pretty Move well on. at the moment. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. They need a lockdown forward pocket, do they? <laughs> anyway, let's wrap it up. Uh, I don't think Dossie wants to talk about his football at the moment. Um, but have a look at the Div 4 ladder and see where Kenilworth are going at the moment uh, Come in on, the mate. SA footy wrap league. It up. How's, your old, how's your old side going? <laughs> let's wrap it up. How's your old side <laughs> going? All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. Keep a league pod on all of those. Make sure you get around the sponsors. Uh, Manscape uh, Keeper Twenty is the code you can use on that for twenty percent off and free shipping. Um, also, if you're keen to become a member, check out the link below. There's a link to the membership options down there. Support the podcast so we can bring you this awesome content each week. Anything from you boys that doesn't revolve around amateur football? No, no, nah. All right, cool. I was gonna. Yeah, we've said it too many times. It's all good. All right. My opinion will not be nudged on the trudged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Just wrap it up. Right. Cut it. See you later. <laughs> Bye.